Well, all right, here we are once again, back at the kitchen table. I thank you once again for telling your mom and them, your dad and them and everyone else about the kitchen table. You know the kitchen table is a place where we break it down, chop it up and put it back together again. And over the years, we've talked about a lot of things at this kitchen table, about families, we've talked about hot issues, about relationship issues, and I've had a lot of guests. But today I'm so excited to have a guest who's near and dear to my heart, my firstborn son, oh, yes he is, Johnson Andrew Hamlet. I'm glad to have him. my guest today, uh, my son, who's an author, who's a coach, who's an educator, who's a father and husband and all that, Johnson Andrew. John, will you say hello to the kitchen table, please? How you guys doing, kitchen table? Uh, I'm very, very excited to be here, grateful to be here. Grateful to be here with you, Daddy. Amen, amen. Good to have my son at the kitchen table. You want to know, why in the world Pastor bring his son to the kitchen table? Well, there's a reason for it. Because my son has embarked upon something that is just tremendous. Uh, my son uh, is an author. Uh, he has recently written and had a book published and is now on Amazon. Jonathan Wood just said, what's the name of the book? So, uh, the book is The Champion Me. Uh, it's, it's just a children's book that um, focuses on parenthood, but it also focuses on uh, faith, love, and, and just hard work. And it just wants to teach kids that, you know, God has made them a champion. Um, and it also it wants to encourage parents to continue to give their children the tools uh, to, to, to really manifest that, that championship, that, that champion inside, whether it's, you know, through actual sports, or whether it's through education, or whether it's, you know, through community service, whatever they're doing. Uh, they can be a champion. So that's that. I just want to be an encouragement to, to both uh, parents and their children. Okay. Now, I, I, I want you to come in. And I want you to, the, the table to meet you because obviously no one just wakes up one morning and then tomorrow morning there's a book on Amazon. What's been the journey? Tell me about the journey uh, in this process. So I wrote this book before my daughter was born. So I wrote this book in 2018. Mm -hmm. Right. And and so it goes from, OK, I wrote it on paper to um, now I have an idea, but I, I don't know how to really get it manifest. Like, I don't know any publishing companies. I don't know any uh, authors. So I'm trying to figure out how to go get it published. And one day I literally typed in uh, black children's book illustrators mm -hmm. in Google and I found uh, who would eventually become my illustrator, Robert Paul. Junior. But then comes the, the, the underlying question of how you gonna pay for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because the illustrations are, are sometimes costly like good ones are. So I had to save money. I, I, at the time, you know, my wife was in my my wife is in pharmacy school. Uh, my daughter is, is small, I'm the only one working. So other stuff took precedent over the book uh, as far as getting the funds. Uh, eventually I got the money. And then the waiting game happened, you know, having having to kind of wait for the illustrations and wait for the layout and wait for the publishing and wait for the you had it's a lot of waiting. Mm -hmm. um, but in that time, I would say that God showed me that there's always work to be done. You know, there's always work to be done. Even if your your idea, your 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 uh, project isn't coming as fast as you wanted to, there's always work to be done. I, I can remember I talked to a an author one time and I'm talking to her about my idea and stuff like that and she's listening and she's like okay well uh 
what about your business account? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you need a business account. And then she says, okay, do you have a DBA? Do you have an LLC? Um, do you have an EIN number? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, let me just tell you about this book. Right. And she was basically saying, you're like, you're not ready to write a book because you don't have the structure in place to really make it what it is. So while I was worrying about how long it was taking for the book to be published, I realized that there was other stuff to do so that when it did become, you know, uh, when, when I could give it to the world, it came out right. So uh, from start to finish, it was about two and a half years. Two and a half years. So, so if you would, Jonathan, say a little bit more about that, about that waiting. Uh, because someone watching right now is in that, that's the season of life they're in, they're waiting. Was, was there ever a time in this waiting process when you just thought this is just a pipe dream, it's not going to happen? How did you navigate the waters of waiting? At times it was very, very frustrating, to be honest. I mean, so my illustrator, he, he does animation uh, as, as his full-time job. So he was taking on these projects. Projects and, and it felt like my book was getting pushed back, right? And I can remember this one conversation we had. We were on the phone, and I can remember he, he kept trying to get me. He he asked me if I wanted a refund, mm-hmm. right? And I I was I was livid, you know, at the time. But I I I said, man, like, uh, no, I I I need like I need you to do this, mm-hmm. you know. I don't have anybody else. I don't know anybody else. I need you to do this, like. And, and, and my, me and this brother have connected on a spiritual level. So I, I trusted, I didn't feel like he was taking advantage of me or anything, but it was just waiting. And that was frustrating. And so to, to everybody who, I, who is waiting on a project or, or hasn't got it out or have, hasn't got to that next step, I would say continue to work, continue to pray. And then also realize that sometimes God has you in a place because he wants you to be able to live your idea. If mm. that makes sense. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like I'm writing a book about parenting and the relationship between a daughter and a parent. But I didn't, I, Drew wasn't even born. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all this fly stuff you're talking, like, you don't even really know if you really are of that. Right. You know? And so God had to kind of mature me in ways so that when I did, when, when the pen did go to the paper and, and, when eventually to the print, I could really stand on what I wrote to my daughter, you know, but it, it took a season of maturation, it took a season of waiting, it took a season of frustration, it took a season of confusion as well, because that's, a, that's another thing. You, you say, okay, God, you gave me this idea, you gave me uh, this vision, but why, why is it, why'd you put it on the shelf? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you gave me all this, it's like, why would you? Why would you let me see it? But I can't really give it to anybody. Yeah. But I, I say, just keep the faith. Um, and in his time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it'll it'll be what he wants it to be. Um, so yeah. Amen. So so is 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 this a book only for for fathers and daughters, or does it also apply to fathers and sons? Or right. How does how does how does this parenting book work? So. Obviously, I'm going to show the book again. So obviously, uh, the the main characters in the book are my father and daughter. But I, I like to tell people that this is more of a life book. Okay. Uh, the, the principles in, in this book will apply to you for the rest of your life. Uh, there are people who are, who are 
either text me or message me or reach out to me and they've said I was reading this to my daughter I was reading this to my son and a part in the book hit me and encouraged me so it's it's not necessarily like if you have a, a daughter or if you have you know a, a black daughter or anything like that right. uh, it, it's more so pick a name pick a face the message is still the same mm -hmm. uh, and so that's what I want to encourage people Yes, it's a book about parenthood, but there's also principles in there for just being uh, a believer. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, there's just there's just principles in there. There's um, mm -hmm. there's encouraging. There's encouragement for everyone. I would say. So I, I don't want to just box it in as a daddy daughter book. Right. I would say really, it's a it's a life book more than anything. Which part of the book now? Now that you've completed it and and you've had a chance mm -hmm. to kind of to kind of sit over it and, and see how others are taking it in. Which part of the book impacted you the most? Hmm. I would say the dedication page. Okay. Explain, talk I got a chance it. to dedicate the book. I got a chance to dedicate the book to, and I want to show you guys what the book is right here. So my dedication page, mm -hmm. you see this picture yeah. is my mom, Mm -hmm. my uncle and that's a little Jonathan mm -hmm. and it says to mama and uncle Jimmy 1961 to 2020 I love you to pieces Joe Nathan and so that was that was really cool um obviously daddy you know everything that we've been through this year with our family and stuff like that and, and losing uncle Jimmy and mom her being sick yeah. and I just felt like that was just an opportunity to bring brother and sister together one more time yeah. You know, and yeah. and and I know Uncle Jimmy would have he would have loved to see this and he wasn't, you know, he was in the, the process of it, but he didn't get a chance to see it carried out. So I just wanted to honor them yeah. um, and also just put them together like forever that there'll be somebody in the world will see them together. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because because that that's, a, so I, that's an actual picture. That that's not just something that your illustrator created. That's an actual picture that exists. But now the whole world is able to see that picture of your mom and her brother and you because when you were a little child, that's an actual picture we have. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and I'm grateful to Robert as well for I, I sent it to him in the middle of him drawing the book, and I, was, I said, "Hey, man, I wonder if you can, you know, put this in as a as a dedication picture." And he did it. He did a phenomenal job. So I want to thank him for just allowing us, our family to have that moment. So that was definitely special to me. Yeah, yeah. Now, now there are people who are watching and who've been contemplating books. Some people have books on the floor. They have books, you know, in the garage. They have book ideas that they're carrying around the right. backseat of their cars. How do you get a book from pen to paper to on Amazon? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I think first thing you got to decide what type of book are you writing. Okay. Uh, I can, I, I'm going to speak for children's books. Mm -hmm. So if you're writing a children's book, obviously you want to write it. Uh, you want to take it through the, st the stages of re revision and editing and stuff like that. What I like to do personally, I like to hand people my writing and say, read it. Mm -hmm. No pictures, no nothing. And that's just me. And I like to ask people, what do you think? And without the picture, because sometimes pictures kind of push the children's book, but, but also the words really matter. Right. So I, I want my words to be truth, but I also want them to be from me. Mm -hmm. You know, when I write, I want, I want, I want to feel like I'm the only one who can come up with this in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So after I, after I feel good about 
what I've what I've written and the vision of it. Um, you want to get it taken to an illustrator, and I would say sit down face to face before that illustrator starts working on your book. And, and sometimes when you when you use these websites like Fiverr and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's a little bit difficult because you might have an illustrator who's in a different part of the world. Right. But if you if you're blessed enough to have an illustrator that you can contact face-to-face or you can get on a Zoom call with them or whatever. You want to just sit down and talk to them more so about vision than the actual images. Because one thing I've learned is uh, other creators have, you don't have to spoon feed a, a creative person. You just kind of tell them what you see, they kind of interpret it, and then y'all come together. But I, I would say definitely sit down with the illustrator mm-hmm. and just talk about what do you see this book being? What is, what is this book to be? Because you might see the book in a fashion that the illustrator sees it, it's totally something different and you guys might have to collaborate on it, right? So after you get the illustrations done, um, you want to get it laid out, you want to get the book laid out. Um, sometimes the illustrator does that as well. So layout is just getting the text put on the pages, getting the, the images formatted correctly because whenever you send your, your book to a publishing company, if your book isn't formatted, if the images aren't a certain size mm-hmm. or trim size, they'll send it back. Okay. Right. So you want to make sure that it's it's called like print ready. Okay. And then from there, you figure out where do you want to publish with. I mean, I personally, I self-published with Amazon, and and it was really really simple and free. That's another important thing. Um, sometimes people think, oh, you publish a book and it must be super hard. Well, now you just got to do a little research. Um, but that's that's also something I, I I'm passionate about too because I didn't really have anybody to ask. Yeah. So going forward, I want to be, you know, kind of a, a guide to people who have book ideas. A lot of people have great ideas. It's just kind of the fear of trying to figure out where to do it because there aren't really, you know, not people don't really know a lot of authors. Right. You know. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's that's. But it's not it's not as hard as you as you think. Um, and then after you get it published to Amazon. It's just beginning to market the book and promote the book and push it, you know, and finding the right people to to, to help you push it is, is kind of the key. Did you have any apprehensions about being so bold with your faith about talking about God and the Lord? And because so many times people say that whenever you're gonna go, you know, for the mass appeal, just kind of mm-hmm. make it somewhat just just value-based, kind of kind of generic, not mention God because they may turn some buyers off. Right. Did you did you did you deal with anything like that in in your thinking about publishing this book? No, be, no, no, because and I remember I had a lady tell me that early, early before the book had ever uh, started getting illustrations or anything. She told me that she said that you won't be able to sell your book to as many people because you you're saying God. Um, and this is a like a believer too. This ain't even like a lady who don't believe. This is a believer. She's telling me this, and I was kind of. But it was at that moment, I, I really thought to myself, like, if I'm talking about being a champion, right, I'm talking about all this victory, and I'm talking about all this purpose, and I'm talking about how, how am I not going to mention God? Yeah. I guess that was, that was, I guess that's why I, I, I just was like, man, whatever it's going to be, it's just going to be. Mm-hmm. Because if, I, if I'm talking about a champ, and as a parent, if, if, I, if I'm writing from the perspective of a parent to my child, I can't talk to them about being a champion without talking about God. So I just felt like those who 
want to receive it will. Those who think I shouldn't will feel how they feel too, and that's fine. But um, I did what I was supposed to do. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. 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 So, 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 is there is there a me and the champ part two in the works? What's next? Now, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to write some stuff down. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm not gonna lie. That's kind of the because the reception has been really really good for the book, and I think I'm kind of getting in my head a little bit about putting pressure on myself for the next one. But I I, I just have to. I guess I have to realize that God gave me this book. When I wasn't really expecting it, he'll give me another one. He'll give me the direction that uh, that the book needs to go, the other book series needs to go in. So to answer your question, I don't know if it'll be called The Champion Me Part 2, but there'll definitely be a second installment of the Hamilton books. Yeah, it's going to be something. I don't know what. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. Through this process, because this has been a journey, that's the thing I want people to gather is that for you, it just happened to be a book, but we're all on a journey. Mm-hmm. So what have you learned about yourself and what have you learned about God through this process? I think what I've learned about, what have I learned about myself and what have I learned about God? I think what I've learned about myself is that I'm a problem solver. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can... There, there always been issues. There's always gonna be issues whenever you try and do something new, because you just don't know. But with I, I, I can, I'll, I'll go. I'll ask questions. I'll dig. I'll save money. I'll, I'll, I'll problem solve. So that's what I learned about myself. Because there were times I was just kind of intimidated by the thought of doing this by myself, honestly. And what I learned about God is. I wouldn't say I learned anything new about God, but just kind of like reaffirmed. I would say that um, his timing, his timing is best. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah, his timing is best, and 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 what he has for you is, is will be for you whether he gives it to you next week or next year. It's already it's already there. Yeah, you know, so the it's really pointless to be stressing about. Is this going to get done or how is it going to get done or how many people are going to buy it or how much money will I make off of it? So like my God already decided what this is going to be before you even thought of it. So just find comfort in that and walk, you know, walk in that. Like just that's enough. That's a powerful word, John. That's powerful because there are people who are watching who are certainly younger and they they feel motivated by it because you're young. Then there are those yeah. who are a little bit older, a little longer in the tooth, I say. And yeah. they may feel as if they've somehow they've missed their window of opportunity. But based yeah. on what you're saying, that God's timing is always right. And whether you're like someone in the scriptures, somebody like a Timothy who's young, or somebody who's like a Moses who's an old retiree, that whatever the case may be, God still has a plan and God still wants to use you. And so it's not, it's not too late. Uh, that's a powerful word. Timing is so important. Uh, and and so somebody need to write that down as you're watching this today. Timing is so important. And that's, that's the thing that excites me about it. I'm excited about the book. I'm excited about seeing it in your hand. I'm excited, I know your journey a little bit. Uh, but yeah. I'm also excited about that, that you've been able to stick with it and to see it come to fruition. And as God has grown this whole time of the book, he's been growing you too. 
uh, you know, uh, because because here's the crazy part is that if if, if you're doing a, a book on parenting, then people are gonna start want to look at you to see how you're parenting. You know what I'm saying? They'd be a bad parent. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And I, I think, I think that's just kind of to go back to what you said. It's kind of the trick of, of the enemy to make you feel like somehow your your dreams or your your goals have expiration date. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about people that are a little bit longer in the tooth, you feel like, okay, well, I haven't got it done. And it could be anything. It could be losing weight. It could be you know saving money. It could be going back to school. It could be whatever. Starting a business. And you say, okay, I had this idea five years ago and it hasn't manifested, so it must have expired. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can walk around feeling like that, feeling like, wow, God gave me something and I didn't get a chance to. But it's like, nah, he's giving you another day. You still have your right mind, you know, so you can do it. And, and I think that was, that, was, that was just the faith component of rebuking that, that spirit of, my time has passed me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, and looking back on it, it's like, man, I was kind of silly for even thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was silly for believing that, you know? But I, I think when you have those thoughts, you have those moments, even when you see other people, that was another thing, seeing other people get their ideas off. Yeah, yeah. You got to sit on yours. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you to the point where you even tired, of, you don't even tell people no more because it's like, I'm tired of talking about this every time I come around, they ask me where the book is. I ain't got the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you just stop talking about it. Yeah. But continue to work, continue to be diligent. Um, yeah, and just continue to have faith. Yeah. And then, like I said, whatever is for you, God already designated that for you. Yeah. And that's cool. That's good enough. Amen. So how does someone pick up this book? How, how do they get this book in their hand? You can pick up the book on Amazon.com right now. Uh, type in the champ and me, the champ and me. Um, you can also type in my name, Jonathan Hamilton, and Amazon will, will deliver it to you. We're also working on getting uh, our first book signing going right now. So I'm, I'm in talks with a few different locations trying to get a, a book signing, hopefully before the top of the year. Socially distant, we're going to do all the precautions and stuff like that, of course. But if you wanted to get your book signed or if you wanted to buy some physical copies or even take a picture with the author. Uh, we want to give people an opportunity to do that as well. So uh, got much more in store. And, and I just want to publicly say, once again, I keep saying it, just thank you to everyone who has supported the book and has spread the word and also has just given me feedback about how it's touched either their kids' lives or their lives. Um, because it, it kind of lets me know that those, those two and a half years I was waiting, it wasn't in vain. You know what I mean? Like that, that's how I feel like, all right, that's, that's a, that's a comforting feeling. So I, I just want to thank you guys and thank you, Daddy, for um, the support as well. Um, and just, just championing me and, and, and always just kind of being um, just somebody that to help guide me. You know, you don't, do it, you don't do it in a heavy-handed way, but whenever I do need some counsel or whenever I am feeling the way about something, you're always there to give me just some godly you know, some godly games. So I, I want to thank you as well. And definitely a big part of this book too, Daddy. Amen. Well, God bless you, son. I'm looking forward to generations, generations to be impacted uh, through the ministry. And that's what it is, a ministry. God's giving you this ministry. The vehicle just seems to be this book right now, but God's giving you a ministry um, that reaches beyond your scope of, of, of ability. And we thank God for that. And I was sitting there thinking this morning when I was reading, 
and I was reading my, my devotion this morning, and I was and I was thinking that the Lord was was talking to uh to to some what we consider misfits. He was talking to uh, uh Zacharias and Elizabeth who had no children, and he talked about Mary and Joseph, and then he says, the angel says, For nothing will be impossible with God, Luke 137. Nothing's impossible with God. And that's what I think about when I see this. And when, for those who are watching, that must be your, your belief that nothing is impossible with God. Whatever you say it can't be done, it can be done. Whatever you say is too late, it's never too late. Nothing is impossible with God. And that's what this is really about. So this is a celebration of the faithfulness and the power of God. And so we thank God for that. John, before you go, if you would, just speak to the kitchen table and just as you depart, and now they've got to unpack all that we've said and all they have learned. What's the one encouraging word you'd leave with them tonight before they go? Never too late. Never too that's, late. Yeah, that's, that's my encouragement. It's, it's never too late. It's never too late to start, and it's never too late to finish. Amen. Never too late. Amen. Amen. There it is. You know, you've been waiting to hear this. And, and you need to hear that this is the exact word uh, because so many of you have just given up on your dreams and the ideas uh, and you're already planning to just excommunicate yourself from that. But no, it's not over. It's, it's never too late. Jonathan, may God bless you. May God keep you. May he lead you to higher heights and deeper depths in him. So we thank you for it. Go share this with your family, with your friends. Bring them all around the table. And this is something to talk about. And go do what God put in your heart to do. May God bless you. May God keep you. And I'll see you next week right here again at the kitchen table.